Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on Denver Stiffs Network. We really appreciate all of you who have been following and subscribing. We do see you, and we're actually, our listenership has grown week after week, so really, really excited about that. Obviously, this week I'm here still with my co-host for the season, Riley Biller. What's up, Riley? What's up? The Nuggets, the Nuggets are up, like on a winning streak up. All right, let's not get carried away here, Nuggets fan. Okay, still a winning streak. A winning streak is a winning streak, Riley. Um, Also joining the pod today, Corduroy and... It's Corduroy Garcia. Oh, With the long eyelashes. We really need a second name for her. Yeah, you need like a middle name. Because we also have... Bentley. Bentley Edgar Biller. (laughs) Joining the podcast. The man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) Actually, you guys will know Bentley... um, by his bark mm-hmm. from the first episode of this season. Uh, he barks really loud in the middle of that episode, and it scared Riley so bad when she was driving. Yeah, so. I'm sure it scared some of y'all, too. I know it wasn't the only one. <laughs> yeah, probably not, probably not. But, yes, yeah, so you guys have heard them before. You've probably heard them playing in the background. We figured you might as well know who's here making all that noise with us. Yeah, it's- we like to talk about the people who put in the work behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. And these guys have been here with us. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all season. <laughs> so we just gotta recognize those behind the scenes that y'all don't get to hear and see all the time. Right. Exactly. Well, on today's episode, we're actually recording before tonight's uh, Nuggets game against the Timberwolves for the second time in this, well, I guess not the same week exactly, but same in a week. Yes. Two times in a week. Um, so the Nuggets will be taking on the Timberwolves tonight. We're recording before the game, just like we did last week, because again, we don't like staying up until one in the morning to cover and record these (laughs) podcasts. Plus, we got my fam here, so. Yes. Riley is going to be leaving Colorado and heading back to South Carolina. Are you proud I didn't mess it up? I'm so proud. I thought real hard right there. Like, I stared really hard at you, and I was like, I swear, like, Jenna and I have spent almost every day together. 
and I still say she North still Carolina. Says North Carolina, which you know, I'm not mad about it because I love North Carolina, but maybe you should just Carolina. <laughs> Carolina's the yeah. East Coast. No, no, no. That's way too broad. Let's keep it to the Carolinas. Like okay. we're back in the 1700s. Yeah. Well, I got it right this time, so we're only a few days away from leaving, (laughs) and now I got where you live right. Yes, unfortunately, I have the worst memory, you guys. You know this. Everybody knows this. Um, But I definitely always think of North Carolina when I think of Riley, for whatever reason. It's probably Michael Jordan and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. that you love. Yeah, it it could be that. Right. And last night, you know, The Bachelor newest bachelor episodes he's from started north carolina. and he's from north carolina and there was a girl who drove up in a truck yes yes yeah, she was also from north carolina and i was like look riley probably knows her no, and no, then no. i remembered you from south carolina oh you poor thing so every time it's not just when i'm trying to do the pod with you we just gotta I get down the east coast and share what the east coast is all about yeah if if it were memorable right if south carolina could really be more memorable to me than north carolina which i've been to neither so i have no memories of either yes but i mean when we look out here like (laughs) we know um denver and salt lake city and then the rest we call just blah (laughs) (laughs) is the rest is just california for you guys yeah it is actually we only thought west does was california and la yeah it's fine um, it actually brings a lot of diversity to our responses on the pod, so I'm cool with it. Um, so in this week's episode, we're going to hit you with three different um, segments. First, we're going to talk about some of the bets that we've been high on for for the NBA and particularly for the Nuggets. And then we're going to play a game called In, Are You In, or Are You Out? Um, and then we're going to wrap up actually with that game, but with a specific topic. Um, dun, dun, dun. That's right. We're yeah. not telling you right now. We're not telling you right now. You're going to want to stay tuned for the last topic of the in or out game it's because a hot it, take. Is, it is the it's biggest topic say. of the pod tonight. But first, why don't you tell us some of the bets you've been hitting on, Riley? Uh, Well, lately, have not been hitting because I lost $50 in one night, and that was due to going all in on the Nuggets and letting my bias take control of me. But, um, for tonight, I, well, Monday night, I took um, a, a few parlays just because I'm trying to win bigger money before I leave because, you know, <laughs> I got to cash out before I go back home. But I took the Lakers, the Blazers, the Nets, Nuggets, and Clippers money lines. Okay. And then I'm really high on this parlay, which is Jamal scoring over 22, Damian Lillard over 27, and Mitchell over 25. Um, I feel good about that one. I'm still kind of up in the air about either CJ or Damien. One of them is going to score more than 27. I just hope it's Damien. But then after that, uh, Jenna and I like to take who's going to score the first basket because normally there's a good amount of money on the line. We both, I think, took Jokic, and then I took Gary Harris because the payout was just worth the risk. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, if you're betting on first player to shoot the basket, like to score a basket for the Nuggets – so far this season, we've gone through it, and um, this season, the, Gary's had one, Jamal's had one, MPJ has had one and a second attempt, but he missed. Jokic cleaned that up for him. So Jokic actually has two, but the other three guys, Jamal, Gary, and um, MPJ all have one. 
game. So, Jokic, the odds are in his favor. I, too, took Jokic tonight to score the first basket. But uh, I also took Gary because of the high payout. Mm -hmm. And since he has scored one in yes. the past, we know that they at it's least run a play. It's yeah. so easy. It would be and so easy for him to hit the first I basket. I feel like I've just seen him hit more first baskets of the game than, like, anything else he's ever Any, done in the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, Gary's definitely on our list of in, are you in, or are you out? So we'll talk about a lot more about Gary at that point. But the payout's high if you're looking for a good bet. I've also been you kind of... gas this week? It's worth the risk, you know, with the $5. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. The other bet I've been really high on has been, one, betting the, the Nuggets in-game, like live betting them to see if um, if they they go down, like, at, in the first half. We kind of know that the second quarter has been a struggle for the Nuggets, so you right. can you can almost just bet the second quarter, like that the other team will out win the, the, win the second quarter, outplay the Nuggets in that second quarter, because they seem to just struggle then. Right. So um, you could do that, or you could also just – live bet the Nuggets when they are down at the half and take them as an underdog, and hopefully they will bounce back and get that win. Um, in this game, especially in games like this one, like against the Timberwolves that is happening tonight and other teams where that, that they are much better than and clearly better than, mm -hmm. they could. I feel like they still go down at the second in the second quarter somehow because that quarter has been so hard for them. So you could take that bet too. It's a good one. Um. Why don't we get into our game? In or out, Riley? In or out? So basically, are you in on this person or this subject that I toss at you? Mm -hmm. And then are or are you out on them and why? The first one, I mean, most importantly, right? I've already referenced it once in today's pod. And you're probably thinking I'm going to say Gary Harris mm -hmm. now, but I'm not. I'm going to actually say um, Matt James, The Bachelor. <laughs> are you in or are you out on Matt James? I feel like... Um, he's a bat. He played basketball. Mm -hmm. um, played football in college. Yeah, he's tall, athletic. Yeah. What is there to be out on? Yeah, I'm in on him. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan. It seems like he's handling it really well and seems very relatable kind of guy. Like, doesn't seem so fake. Like he's showing us like real how he really feels. Yeah. And so I'm all about that. And um, I like that someone completely new, not from the Bachelor franchise. Past years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that too. And I really liked like that he um he seemed to pay more attention to like girls. I mean, obviously like there were a lot of girls who like made him laugh and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but he spent more time like talking to girls or, or like making connections. I right. think the girls he made the connections with or like got talked deeper with right. seemed to be like 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 he cared more than just the typical bachelor who's like yeah. in the first season first episode of this season. Just basically picking the ones he's attracted to. Right. And also, like, uh, sometimes we'll see these bachelors come on and immediately they're physically into it and kissing ten girls in one night. Yeah. And Matt did a good job. Who of, was the guy from last season? The pilot dude? He did that. Oh, he yeah, made out Peter. with everybody on the first night. He fans. sucked. <laughs> but um, Matt made an effort to, like, get to know them and try to learn about them before pulling a move. And the one girl he kissed, I mean, everyone saw a connection. I yeah. think it, it was a perfect moment to kiss. It wasn't, like, fixed or anything like that. So I think I'm definitely in on that, James. Yeah. Yeah. There was one girl who kind of stood out to me. She, like, wore... Oh, we she called him girl? Yeah. Oh, in okay. and out. One girl you're in on and okay. one girl you're out on. The girl that I'm... Okay. Uh, that I was out on was, and I think she already got sent home, but I actually don't really remember her face. All I remember are her, are her feet. 
I'm already out on her. I was out on her. She's already got sent home. Who is this person? The girl who showed up and she was she was like, uh, I think you're the greatest of all time. Perfect setup for a goat joke. Oh, she and had she the was goat wearing shoes. goat slippers instead of Jordans. Like it obviously needed to be Jordans. Yeah, especially being from North Carolina, it just would have made more right. sense. Right. It made so much <laughs> sense to be Jordans. He's the greatest and, of all time. And it could be one of the the Jordans with like MJ on it because Matt James. Exactly. So it many been things. Perfect. There are so many. I was totally out on Goatfoot girl, but I actually don't remember who what her name was. So she might still be there. So if she's still on, then I'm still out on her. Uh, who are you out on? One of the girls. Um, I think the easy answer would probably be that Vanessa girl who's kind of crazy. Oh, um, but I'm gonna say that little thing, that little New York girl, who, who wants to be a She's a fashion entrepreneur and comes off totally ratty and just Oh, like, yes. I remember. Uh, yes. It, who, um, she strolled up in the Bentley, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. just very, it seems like high on herself type thing. Um, not a fan of that. Yeah. It she looks like in... she's there to get a job in the future from getting famous because she's a fashion entrepreneur. I mean, maybe. That's what it looks like to me. But I thought she, I mean, she looked like she was ready to fight for this dude on the first night. Like, she was. She just wants to be a girl that's name is is shown in a face we see. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's probably everybody who joins The Bachelor. Um, Let's move on. I know you guys, we could talk about The Bachelor all night. Who are you in on? Brie. Which one's Brie? Oh, she is adorable. Big fan. He gave her. Not the first impression rose, but the first rose of the rose ceremony. She has this green dress, beautiful, um, caramelish skin. <laughs> she's this tiny little thing, but she... I think I do remember her, She yeah. seemed very genuine, and I think she's going to make... I like the first impression girl, too. Um, Abigail, I think yeah. is her name. She seemed very genuine and real, and I think that's kind of Matt's type. So. Yeah. Um... Of all the girls, there was one girl that I was really in on, but I can't remember. Um, I was also surprised with some of the girls he sent home. Like, I thought he had connections with some of yeah, them. Yeah. And he sent some of them home already. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in on Abigail. I liked her. She was unique and different. Oh, Mari. She's from... Yes, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, she was really she cool. She was I liked so her, yeah. unique and exotic. Like, she was beautiful. Yeah, and her voice was yes. awesome. Yes, so. that accent is, is yeah. very cool. Right? Yes, like, it, cool. it works for guys, too. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay, more tailored to the Sorry, Nuggets, guys. right? We're just, we're if just you weren't, girls here. If you, I mean, guys <laughs> watch The Bachelor, so whatever. That's true, but they don't admit lying. to it as much. Oh, no. John watched with us, for he, sure. He did. I have lots of guy friends who have watched yeah. The Bachelor with me. Oh, but yeah. If you're listening to this pod and you're mad that we spent five minutes talking about The Bachelor, you clearly have not watched The Bachelor because yeah. it's practically the same thing as the NBA. The NBA has so much freaking drama in and it. so much competition <laughs> and drama and kindness. Over girls. Yeah. Over, like, who's it's dating, who's ex. Thing. So I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, you have Monte Morris on your team, okay? So, like, I'm no, just saying. Have Malik Beasley on your team. Yeah, exactly. That could have been a show itself. Monte's like Eskimo Bros with so many people, for oh, sure. Oh, for God. sure. Oh, <laughs> for sure. But anyways, PJ with the starters. Are you in or are you out? Do you like PJ Dozier um, in the starting lineup? Obviously, you're getting rid of. Um, well, Will Barton goes back. Let's say mm-hmm. you know when when MPJ. MPJ is in and available, MPJ, and so you're replacing Gary Harris with PJ Dozier. Hell yes! 
<laughs> this needs to happen ASAP. Um, I actually like the idea of it being Jamal at the one and MPJ at the two. Hmm. And Dozier at the three. Interesting. Um, I think that adds a uniqueness to our lineup and something a little bit different and definitely something teams wouldn't have prepared for. Um, and I just think we haven't – I mean, yes, we've seen more of Dozier than the past few seasons, but we still really haven't been able to see a whole lot of him. So I'd like to see him get some starter minutes just so we can see his impact on the floor – Specifically defensively and how he helps out this team. And I think he really could help Michael Porter Jr. with rotations and hedging and all those things. So I'm a big in on P.J. Dozier in the starting lineup. Not just because he went to the University of South Carolina. But he did. But he did. And (laughs) right now I think he's better than Gary Harris. Yeah, I mean... And, and that's a big part of it. I guess we're answering the same the question, Gary Harris out of the starting lineup at the right. same time, right, if we're right. replacing him with P.J. Um, P.J., for me, two big things that stand out for me this season is his rebounds. The Nuggets are really, like, losing the rebounding game um, too often and have at least to the start of this season. P.J.'s averaging 7.6 rebounds per 36 minutes. That's, that's awesome. really good. Yeah, He is long and lanky. He hustles on the boards. Even if that's all he's like supposed to do, then he will. I think that already improves the starting lineup. Um, not to mention just looking at. Uh, I think everyone has seen you know those math graphs that show you know NBA different math. A- yeah <laughs> NBA math different things on the x and y axis. Um, on this one that I'm looking at, offensive points added to the team versus defensive points saved for the team on the y axis. You know Gary Harris is the farthest. He's the lowest. He's lowest in defensive points saved as well as offensive points added. So um, I won't say that P.J. Dozier is saving them a lot more of defensive points because he's not much higher on the on the y-axis, but he okay. is at least contributing offensively. He is higher, but not much higher. So he would be an improvement. I'm also in on P.J. Dozier being in that starting lineup. I also think a player starting and a player coming off the bench can impact their play. Um Either it be some people are better off the bench and like to sit the first few minutes and take in the game. Oh, I definitely was that person. Yeah, me too, Mm -hmm. for sure. And some people like to get off right off to a hot start and see the ball go through the hoop and they're good to go. So um, I also think that could play a factor in something I'd be interested seeing. But how would you feel about Jermichael Green in the starting lineup? We're just getting a taste of him. Yeah, that's, that's... Interesting because I really liked the minutes that he played alongside Jokic um, in that last game. But like you said, we're just getting a real taste of him. We haven't seen him play very much. He unfortunately has been out for the beginnings of this season and only really has contributed to the Phoenix game and the Minnesota game. Uh, a minus 11 in that Phoenix game. And I'm not sure what that, why. I, I didn't really look into Jermichael too much. He played about 11 and a half. 12 minutes in that game so I'm guessing probably he's not great against like other physical bigs oh you think so I think I think so I mean what else because what else does Phoenix have that would have made him a minus 11 (sighs) wasn't that his first game back it was his first game back so I take that with a grain of salt sure but I think Jermichael brings the physicality to the Denver Nuggets he definitely does but maybe he just plays offensively better See, I think that 
against a team that's the less... more physical a team is, the more they're playing Jamaica's game and mm. the more comfortable he is. But Maybe. I could be wrong. Um, we'll be interested to see how he does in the following weeks and how he. I mean, he's still adapting to even playing with these guys. He hasn't played with them once, so yeah. Well, technically, he has twice. But uh, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't played with them once. But yes, he technically he has. But yeah, it's not very much. Uh, he only played uh, 27 minutes in that second game um, with Minis- against Minnesota. He was a plus 14 in that game, so obviously a little okay. bit better. But Minnesota is a yeah, it's a, it's not a great team. Definitely not the same as Suns. Yeah, but, not the same level of competition. But I'll be interested to see Jermichael. I still think he's gonna play a big role on this team so i agree and i think he's important to the team i just i think that uh pj fits better with that starting group oh, yeah. probably at this moment than jamichael does um i also like jamichael in that second unit just for the height reason like let's well, give him some height on the floor yeah, that is true because i one thing that i was going to ask you if you're in or out on is isaiah hartenstein apparently coach malone out oh dnp'd him last game Wow. You didn't notice because his contributions probably have been minimal <laughs> in general, right? But Well, he brings a completely different game when he's on the court. It's not a game of points, rebounds, and assists. It's a game of hustle. Yeah. And just bringing energy onto the court. And that is something I liked in Hartenstein. And um, just that he was there for some of his offensive rebounds. He was there getting down the court. Um it's like those things. It's like a. It's just like a different basketball. It's like the opposite of Jokic, really. No, and I agree. I thought Hartenstein was bringing a lot of good, uh, good like energy. He's very much like new and improved Plumley, right? Like, right. I I think he's definitely an, an upgrade from Plumley. Yeah, you would think that Piston fans apparently don't think that right now. Oh God. But what do they do? one thing I will say, Hartenstein. Okay, so hustle. Yeah. Is what we say he brings, right? Uh-huh. The hustle stats, rebounds, steals, blocks, those are all hustle stats, right? Any others you want to include? I would say not necessarily defensive rebounding. I'd say offensive rebounding. Offensive rebounding, he's averaging two a game. Defensive rebounding, he's averaging, mm, he's got one with three, but about two a game. Total rebounds, about three a game. So, unfortunately, in that area that we're talking about, like, okay, we think he's bringing a lot of hustle, and he seems like he is, and he seems like he'd be a great fit for the pick and roll with Faku, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, not hustling on the, not getting the same, like, a good amount of rebounds. I think, I think three total rebounds, four total rebounds well, in a game is far less than what you would expect from Isaiah Hartenstein. That goes into a far deeper question. That goes into the question of, How many do, do numbers lie? Mm. In that case, I think they do. <laughs> well, what we don't just magically think these things. I mean, he played against Phoenix for eight and a half minutes, and he was a plus one, and they lost. Doesn't play against Minnesota, and they win. I don't know. Oh, you just said it best yourself. Minnesota. I mean, Suns. Oh, well, <laughs> yes, yes, that's definitely part of it. The Minis- the Timberwolves are definitely not as good as the Suns, but um, I do think how many minutes he's playing could play part of like the low stats. And I don't want to like just completely throw him under the bus. He's only averaging about eight, nine minutes a game. So four total rebounds in a game, not so bad when it's eight minutes, but still would have liked to see a little bit more from him. 
I think I'm kind of out on him right now. Um, I don't think that he can't fit into this unit or into that second unit, but he, it just doesn't seem like Coach Mullen trusts him at this point. Maybe he just has more to learn. I mean, yeah. he's been there a few weeks now. Definitely. Um, but I think I think I think we'll see him down the road. Like I think he'll play a part in more foreseeable form. So the next guy I'm wondering if you're in or out on after this last game, especially because you got to see him showcase for the first time, Faku Kampaza. Mm. What did you think? Finally saw him play positive. I thought for sure you would have been in on him by now, Riley. Come on. She's been out on him all year, basically. Oh my God. You think, <laughs> she really thinks I have this hatred for him. And I really don't. I, I really think what he's done is incredible. But... I'm still it being more on the outside just because I need to see him breathe mm. a minute. Like on defense, it's he's a little too much mm. that it's costing the defense rotations and suffering like the backside of the defense yeah. and giving up layups. Um, I love the aggression. It's just there's a certain place and, and where and when to do it. Um, but I think I could be in on him if he continues to show that he can knock down shots and facilitate, then I think he could play a vital role. But as of right now, Faku, I'm out. You're out. Yeah. I mean, I thought after what he showed in the first game or in that first game against the Timberwolves that you would have changed your mind a little bit just because he actually shot the ball kind of well. He didn't shoot terribly in that game, right? He has shot terribly. But prior you're looking to at that. a lot smaller guards too. D'Angelo's smaller guard, Rubio smaller guard, slower guard. Yeah. Um, that's a totally and different. Played against. Yeah. I mean, at least Rubio, he's played against. So. Right, and that's like that's a totally different ball game than Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yes, it is, and if we're just comparing like we did with Hartenstein, the last two games that he's played in, mm-hmm. um. Faku was a minus six against Phoenix, but he was a plus 26, second highest in that <laughs> box score against Minnesota, just Faku. next to Jokic. Um, I do find that really interesting. Uh, other thing to note is that the offensive rating for the Nuggets when Faku and Jokic are on the floor, when Jokic is on the floor, it's pretty good. But when Faku is on the floor with Jokic, it's really good. So there's obviously something there as as far as like court vision and basketball IQ and what's happening on offense I think what we saw in that Minnesota game the first one um, was really a glimpse right a small small glimpse of like this is what it could be when everything is functioning on all cylinders and everyone's actually doing what they're supposed to will we see that every given night I'm not sure will you know will Faku come out and perform better now that he had Kind of a breakout performance. He was so cute after the game. He was like, I think this is my best performance in the Aww. NBA ever. And I was like, well, there's only been six games so far, man. But yeah, out of those six, this one was your best for sure. For so sure. so um, I'm in on Faku, I think, since he increases the offensive rating for the Nuggets. You know, But is an increased offensive rating what the Nuggets really need? No, what they really need is defense. The but his defense isn't bad. He... 
he's not the one who's bad on defense. In fact, he was ranked higher than a lot of guys in that same graphic that I was talking about, defensive points saved versus offensive points added. Faku is, um, okay, Gary Harris is at, on the y-axis, minus 10 defensive points mm -hmm. saved. So I'm just telling you, all you people who keep yelling at me about how Gary Harris brings defense to this team, he's saving you minus 10 points. I, that means I, he's I, not helping you, by the way. Minus is bad. I feel like a lot of people are hopping on the bandwagon. I've been saying it since last year, man. I don't, it's not I that I disrespect are, Gary are Harris. People are tired of it, I think, are, and they're starting to see the light a little bit. Yeah. And Faku is at um, a positive five on defensive points saved, just below that five marker. He is at um, between zero and minus five on offensive points added, though. So okay. maybe it's the defense that I'm, I'm referring to. Maybe I have those two stats mixed up that when on the floor, the defensive rating is increasing and not the offensive. Because um, it seems like he actually is contributing quite a bit defensively. But, I mean, I think that takes us into Gary Harris. Are you in or out? We oh. just talked about him a little bit with P.J. Dozier. We've now talked to, about him a little bit in comparison to Faku. Are you in or out? Is it time to trade him? Yes. Long overdue. I'm out. He This this isn't working. It's not going to work. You're not going to get past the better teams in the league with him. Um, it's just it's time to see a different fit in there. And I think Gary Harris' time has passed. He's done a lot of things for the Nuggets, and I think it's good on both sides to go their separate ways. Yeah. I, I know you've been thinking about some trades that you would be interested in. Is there a trade that you think the Nuggets could make that would actually improve this team? I really like one of these two. Um, I really like DeMar Rosen on this Nuggets team. I think he's an unselfish guy. He doesn't need the spotlight. He likes to win. He's competitive, brings more defense, brings more size, brings more physicality, and would just fit beautifully with this team. Mm -hmm. I would really, I would give Gary Harris, Will Barton, and a first round 2021 draft pick for DeMar, if that's possible. The other pick, I mean, the other um, trade I like is um, it's like a three, I saw it on, um, some media page, but it was a three team deal and it was that Nuggets would get, um, Pascal Siakam and Eric Gordon. And I really like that too, because Pascal brings a future. He's still learning. He has such great potential that we've seen. Better um, option than Isaiah. Yes. Way better. And, um, I just, I just really like all around player he is. It's not like. He's just this kind of guy or this kind of guy. I think he can really develop a great yeah. all-around game. And then Eric Gordon's just a good veteran to have. Yeah. Um, he's kind of been there, done that. He can knock down buckets for you. He plays solid D. Um, so I like both those guys. And honestly, at this point, I would hope the Nuggets are looking and just seeing what's out there because I think a lot of opportunities would be an upgrade. So. Yeah. Yeah, my only concern right now with, with a trade – not that I disagree with you. I do think that probably the Nuggets should have traded Gary Harris in this offseason. Probably they should have traded Will Barton because now teams have seen their performance this year and their trade value has decreased. And I don't know if you can even get... I mean, I I like the Pascal Siakam option 
obviously that's a better better trade. But I don't you said they're trading for that one they'd be trading MPJ who? Bull Bull and Harris and uh Bojumbo. Harris. I mean it's a I, lot. It's it a is lot. a lot. But that's that's for a team and an organization that wants to win right now. Right. And that would be the step to do it. But I don't y'all are more about building from the ground up, so I don't really know if that's out of the question or not, but I think if I feel like y'all should be in a win now moment, especially just being so close. And um that would really make I feel like make this team compete with everyone. Right. And then you kind of bank on the mm-hmm. the chance that like somebody will resign or that you'll draw um bigger free agent options I next mean, year after DeMar's going a, deep. A loyal guy. Sure, Demar's uh, contract there, ends this summer. He stayed up in Canada. It's freezing up there, <laughs> so I think Denver would be an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, I do think the Gary Harris, Will Barton, and a pick for Demar is a little. I don't know that they'll do it. I don't know that the Spurs will do it. Those guys are a little bit, you know. I guess Demar is old too in that category of what mm. I would, con- you know, old for basketball, not old by the way in real life, but. Um, I don't know that the Spurs would be up for that trade just because of Will Barton and Gary not really putting well, out the numbers. MP- what if the MPJ? Well, you didn't say MPJ for, okay, the, okay, for the Spurs okay. option. But if we put that in there, I feel like they would definitely say yes because they could develop him to be wonderful. Well, yeah, obviously, but I don't think – there's no way you trade MPJ for DeMar DeRozan. For Pascal, okay, but – and Eric Gordon, okay, maybe. Look, but for a season – we could, that we don't even know if COVID's going to let us have? We can, we might not know everything that's going on right now in the Nuggets locker room. And would it totally surprise me if there's a lot of things going on with MPJ and not running things right and being selfish? No, it wouldn't surprise me. So, and so then, send him off to Houston where James Harden can just coach him up on how to be better at being more selfish? I mean, once he's out of... If he's not on our team, I don't care what he does. (laughs) I don't care what you do if you're not playing for the Nuggets. But I'm just saying, something needs to change. Um, And no, I'm not overreacting with a slow start. It's just, do you want to be an average team or do you want to actually compete for a championship? Yeah. And that's what the Nuggets organization really needs to figure out, what they want to do. Because there's a bunch of teams that have come in fourth place, third place, second place, and no one remembers them. Yeah. It's up to them. Yeah, I don't even know if anyone will remember the Nuggets had they not, their bubble run, had they not come, come back, back from 3-1, one, one, yeah. down 1-3 oh, yeah, twice, especially if they hadn't done it twice. Um, I do think the Nuggets are probably shopping, looking for some some way to get out of the Harris-Barton contracts or, or pass them on to somewhere to improve this team, but I'm not sure that they'll do it just because time has told us that they're not really big Big participators in the trade deadline, unfortunately. But hopefully this will, that'll change because you're right. I think this is a different team. They could strike now if they wanted, if they had the right pieces. So they should be shopping. Um, our final question before the big question. Sorry. Second to last question. Our second to last question for our penultimate question is is Jokic and Murray playing with the bench. Uh, it seems like Coach Malone staggered them in with the bench during that Minnesota game, and it it worked out well, but they were playing Minnesota. So did you like those minutes that Jokic and Murray played with the bench, and how 
do you think Coach Malone, if, if that's the strategy that he has to have Murray or Jokic out there with the bench for them to continue to stay afloat, how does he manage time uh, in, a game, in a season that has a lot of games? Uh, I do really like Jokic and Murray playing with the bench because I think it makes the bench better. I think it's motivating to be like, I want to play with these guys more of the time than not. And I think really anyone that plays with Jokic is going to play better Mm because he makes everyone around him better. I mean, the man's averaging a gazillion assists a game. So I really like that idea. I also like um, resting some of the starters. Um, I like just mixing it around. I'm not a big fan of the hockey substitution thing, five in, five out. Um, I like mixing up. You never know who's going to play well together. And like you brought up earlier, Jokic and Faku, there could be something really there. Yeah. So you keep playing with that and see what is there and go go from there. And um, I think, yes, there's a lot of games in the season, but you got to put – the best five of that game in to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if it's back to you know. I don't care if it's back to back. I don't care if it's a quadruple header. I just no rest. No rest. I just play, play, play. Come <laughs> on, let's go. This is your jobs, guys. So um, you that's a basic feeling how I feel about rest <laughs> in the NBA. Oh, if you didn't grab onto that, but um, I say. Like I just said, like you're trying to win now, and you're already in a hole, so you can't even be thinking about resting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate. I think that that's the case at this time, but I don't think that Malone will have to to constantly stagger Jokic and Murray. Hopefully, with time, the chemistry increases in that secondary unit, and they won't have to constantly stagger. Right? That they'll find ways to kind of figure out. Either the first unit by moving, you know, MPJ with the bench. He played great with the bench. Yeah. So yeah. does it matter if that he start or not start? Or does it matter that they win games? So maybe that's the move that they make. Maybe it is taking um, Gary Harris out of that starting lineup. I think hell will probably freeze <laughs> over before Malone will do it. What's he called? The Nugget? <laughs> Mr. Nugget? Mr. Nugget? Who? Gary Harris? Yeah. I don't know if he's Mr. Nugget. I think... Every year there's a different Mr. Oh, Nugget. Did you see him? Yet to be decided. But yeah. it's Garris. Garris, yeah, Garris. <laughs> he is Garris. Because um, I thought Paul Millsap might have been Mr. Nugget mm, at one point. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that that'll Malone will have to figure out how to stagger if, if it, it continues, if they don't get some sort of fix. But I don't really see that happening. I think he'll figure out those lineups or they'll figure themselves out. But that takes us to our final and most important question. Drum roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bentley did not find our drum roll interesting. No, he, he yawned during our drum roll. From a full coddled nap. Like, he was all bottled up and it was so cute. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> he was, talking he was about adorable. Him. We could do that all day. Mm-hmm. But we are talking about our... Um, well, they're not underdogs, actually, in this game. They actually haven't been underdogs at all, the Nuggets, at all this season. They've been supposedly well, favored were, in a lot of they games. They were underdogs in the Clippers game, weren't they? I don't know that they were underdogs in that one. But um, I was going to say underdogs, but they're not underdogs this year. I think there's a lot of expectations for this team, in fact, and probably most of all, expectations for Coach Malone. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people calling for Coach Malone to be fired after this slow start. His worst start in his time as Nuggets head coach. Um, gotta say, guys, I'm, I'm honestly surprised by the take, by people being so willing to fire him. Malone came to Denver in 2015, and since then, he's increased the wins each year, starting at 33, second year he had 40, then 46, then 54. Last year, he had 46, um, again, but the shorter season. Right. Um, so that was why the number like dropped a little bit there. And, you know, this year he's starting out two and four. <laughs> two and four. Um, what do you think, Riley? Is it time to start thinking about a different head coach for this team? You in or you out on Coach Malone? I say... For the respect of Coach Malone to see how he performs this season and not jump the gun quite yet because you have to respect someone who's taken your organization so far in such a short amount of time. Um, he's definitely helped develop players, take players, and been a part of, I think, the whole process that Denver's been doing. But that being said... I think for the first time as a head coach in Denver, he has very high expectations, um, very uh, very watched now, and that could put a lot of pressure on a coach. And I don't think his rotations have been good. I still don't believe he's a defensive coach. <laughs> and I think there are major changes that he has to do regardless of any personal or other takes that he might have and just so we could see an experiment and but I think if he comes out and this season they finish seven eight six I think he goes um because that's just really big steps back um I think if they end up in the same place then you gotta take it because the organization do, didn't really do anything to get better mm-hmm. um but cool. I think just respectfully just keep coach Malone um, keep this process going, and hopefully they just don't dig themselves too deep of a hole to climb out of. So yeah, well, and I think you said it right there too when you said that the it's not like the organization did anything right. to improve either. And I think that's where everybody like the jump to well, it's not working because of Malone seems far fetched to me because it's like well, it's not exactly like he came in with the lineup that he thought he was gonna have. At least to our perception, right? We all thought they were gonna get um, have some type Drew of Drew or somebody, or yeah, a, a defensive player. But that that to me looked way worse on the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we see it all the time with the GMs. Like we saw this season, the 76ers game with Daryl Morey, and he's completely changed the Sixers, and they look amazing. Uh, defensively, for sure. Yeah. Um, they're off to a great start this season. He made big sacrifices, big moves that he needed to do. So are you going to say that Doc Rivers is doing a great job? No, Daryl Morey made those moves. Right. And that's part of the problem is that, you know, like, you can keep we can keep climbing up the totem pole and we can say, okay, it's on the players. No, now we've jumped to it's on Malone. And then we'll jump to it's on Tim right. Connolly, the GM, and the president of basketball ops, or it's on 
uh, ownership, you know, eventually will it, when fan bases really have been struggling for long amounts of time, that's where people get to. Ownership, right? right? Well, right. now the owner doesn't want to pay. The Rockies are a perfect example of this. Um, but I don't know. I think it's too soon for sure, like you mentioned. I do think you give Malone a chance to kind of play it out. I don't really see the Nuggets quitting on him mid-season or before the season were to end. I agree with you. If they were to take a, several steps back, they might consider him, consider moving on from him. And I have said before that I'm not sure Malone's the guy who could get the Nuggets over the hump in the playoffs. Just because last year during the bubble, before the Nuggets came back from their first 3-1, down 3-1, and even in their second uh, against the Clippers, I felt like there were some lineup changes that could have been very easily twerked specifically once Gary Harris came back he started he didn't play that much right Right. but I do feel like uh, Malone does a really good job of building relationships with players but he has a really hard time um removing players from that starting lineup when it's necessary right when it's gone too far and um Although in regards to MPJ, he had no problem pulling him when he was when they went down three well, we one. So so there is that right. So um, and I, and I criticized Malone at that point in time because I thought you know you got if you're going to be a good head coach and you are going to take a team all the way to the finals, and this is not including um, whoever the Lakers coach is right because I never I don't respect that guy. I, LeBron oh, coach. Yeah, LeBron does everything. He didn't mm-hmm. take them to the finals, but. Um, that's why I purposely pretend like I don't know his name because I'm like, whoever that guy is, you know, because it's <laughs> right, right, exactly, because it's LeBron to be honest. But, um, yeah, I definitely criticize Malone for those options for not making those decisions, and so I do think that for sure, if he can't get past that this year, because he's still struggling, <laughs> like there should be no reason why it's hard to not start Will Barton. There should be no reason why it should be hard to not start Gary Harris because when it comes down to it at the end of the day, this is a business. They're not making numbers increase. They're making numbers decrease, in fact, and therefore they shouldn't be starting or their minutes should decrease because right. their effectiveness isn't isn't there. So can't act like it's not happening. Yeah, that'll be my biggest thing if to see is like, can he actually make the tough decisions? He I think I mean I respect him tremendously. I think he's a great head coach. I just think that those personal relationships end up kind of becoming difficult for him in those moments where he has to make a tough decision. So all that being said, I'm still in on him. I still think that he could, he could become that guy. I think he just, you know, it's part of the growth, right? It's part of taking time to get to know these players and to, and, and I do think he needs to do that with Michael Porter Jr. and build that relationship. Cause it doesn't seem like that's there at this point, at least to the, to the outside yeah. observer, and I'm even more outside than I used to be, right? Because I'm not at games and practices right. on a regular basis, getting to watch him or getting to ask Michael and stuff um, about that relationship. So um, I'm still in on Coach Malone, but I agree with you. Like, it could go south if he doesn't doesn't get this team back on track. Not that I don't think um, he can't, though. I think he, pro- he probably could. Um that was a pretty good game of In and Out. That was a good game. It was, no hamburgers though. In and Out hamburgers. You know. Oh. I didn't know if you were gonna go there with In and Out because we just got In and Out here in Colorado for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I've only had it once, so <laughs> it's I'm not that sp- big a deal I, to you. I mean, it's a huge deal actually. Since I've only had it once, it was like, oh, like I have so many <laughs> pictures of this burger that probably looks like <laughs> a lot of other burgers. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, you can wait two two hours in line here in Colorado now. That's a and good get your, Yeah, and get your In-N-Out burger if you guys would like. But that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on Denver Stiffs. Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow me and all the work that I do at Vida Viva Diva. And you can follow Riley at... At Riley Billy, but like the Riley Autoparts.com. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thanks, Yeah, thanks, everybody. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.